Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. When I first started experimenting with tossing leaves and seed pods and all that kind of stuff into aquariums well over a decade ago now, kind of scary, one of the main things I used as my criteria for evaluating the suitability of a botanical for an aquarium use was what I call functional aesthetics. Really just a buzzword-like way of saying that I like stuff to look cool and be useful as well. And one of my fave all-time finds is a seed pod of a tree called Cariniana legalis. It's a tree from the forest of Brazil. With a unique cylindrical shape and a nice opening on one end, it's the near-perfect botanical accent piece for all sorts of aquatic and uh, vivarium applications. Now, you're probably wondering, why is Scott waxing on about the Cariniana pod today? What, what's, what's gotten under his skin? It's nothing really. I just think from time to time, it's nice to touch on some of the more popular botanicals that we play with and just go beyond the, oh, this thing looks cool um, and I, I can get it from tannin or whatever. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just worth looking at. Um, I mean, this one checks all the boxes. It looks cool, it's durable, and it has a cool defensible opening that fishes or frogs can hide in and use as a hangout or, or a spawning cave. And it's easy to prep for aquarium use too. It's a winning combination, right? So what's the story on this pod? Well, back to the rainforests of Brazil. The origin of this botanical is the Cariniana legalis tree, one of Brazil's oldest trees. And some of these specimens are like 3,000 years old. Can you imagine how many of these pods such a tree can produce over its lifetime? I mean, I'm a capitalist, I know. Shame. But terrible for me to think that. But <laughs> anyway, it's a tree from the family Lysithidae. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But it's actually pronounced Lysithidae. Really complicated tongue twister, and it's fun to hear me say it. But it's an impressive tree. It rises way above the forest canopy. And science has described this tree as a large emergent tree sparsely scattered in areas of lowland, non-flooded rainforests, such as the Atlantic coast, uh, riverine or hygrophilus forest and semi-deciduous woodland. I-, I couldn't put it any better myself. I think they're saying it's a really tall, cool tree. Now, the bad news about this species is that it is considered vulnerable by the IUCN red list of threatened species as its habitat is under threat. The tree itself uh, is, is abundant, but the habitat is under threat. And the good news about this, for those of you that are wondering, because we are conscientious about the, the natural habitats that we get our stuff from, we obtain our specimens, at, unfortunately at fairly great expense, uh, from a producer who has plantation-grown trees, which are specifically maintained for this and other human purposes. So they're not chopping them down or destroying surrounding lands or forests. In some areas, the bark and leaves are used for medicinal purposes. Supposedly, it has anti-diarrheal properties, and it's used for binding. And, of course, we love the seed pods. Now, what we call a pod is really what a botanist would call a dehiscent pedixia. It's a really cool way of saying that it's a fruit capsule from which the upper part falls off when the seeds are released. So... Why couldn't they just say that, right? Gosh, botanists. Now, a funny side story. When I first started to obtain this little pod, my supplier from South America would send many that were completely intact. In fact, the front is like welded shut. You can't 
pry the damn cover off. So it's everything that made the pod useful to us as fish geeks, you know, that opening in the interior wasn't there. I still have a bag of like two or 300 of these things that I've not been able to use like five years later. <laughs> Maybe I can harvest the seeds and grow my own tree somewhere, but you know, really. Uh, but that was one of the challenges of this thing. The other thing was that name. Okay, the term Savupod somehow got associated with this. Stupid, I mean, really stupid. And I was stupid for initially calling it that too. I called it a Savupod. I took the advice from a friend of a friend who was into frogs, who told me rather authoritatively when I started playing with these, and he said, that's what they're called. And of course, I stupidly used it too. I didn't do my homework. And the reality probably is that what some hobbyists somewhere called them somewhere along the line and the name just stuck. And yeah, I contributed to this nonsense. So let me make it clear again, and I've probably made this clear before, but I'll make it clear one more time. It's a made up name with no meaning whatsoever to science or the locals in Brazil where it's known as Jacotipa Branco, which refers to the fruit of the tree. In fact, if you must know, the Tupi Indian name Jacotipa consists of the word Jiku, which means bonnet, and the word Giba, which is the fruit of the tree or fruit tree. No mention of the freaking name Savu anywhere because it's a made up and completely irrelevant, stupid name. It sounds exotic, but it has no relation to the botanical itself at all. Stupid. So, yeah, I'm killing this name forever as far, far as we're concerned. Good effing riddance. And if you must know, like I must, because I have to research this stuff, the term Savu, or word Savu, also known as Sawu, Sabu, Sawo, Havu, Hawu, or Hawo, is the largest of a group of three islands situated midway between the Sumba and Timor in Indonesia, like thousands and thousands of miles west of where this tree is ever found. Like, what the fuck does this have to do with this pod? Spoiler alert, nothing. So, yeah, stomp it out of your language forever. When you see it on a vendor's thing, you're not, fortunately, and I'll take credit for this because everybody likes to copy Tannen because we're cool, I guess, but that sounds arrogant, but it's true. So everybody correctly is now starting to call this Kareniana pod. So please, that felt really good. A little angry, a little over the top, but like really good. Okay, deep breath, Scott. Back to the botanical itself. So again, we're going to call it the, and have called it for some time now the Kareniana pod because that's what it is. It's simple and descriptive enough without being as lame as Savu pod. And it works for me. Besides, calling it the Kareniana dehixent pedixa would be just a bitch to spell and pronounce, wouldn't it? Now, to prepare this pod for use is pretty straightforward. Annoyingly, as most of you know by now, they float like mad when you introduce them to the water, but their buoyancy tendencies can be conquered relatively easily. You'll simply need to boil them, unlike many of the other pods we work with. Place them in an inert pod filled with fresh water and bring them to a boil. Keep poking at them during the process to make sure they get submerged as much as, po much as possible during you know, boiling. Once the water reaches a boil, reduce the heat and let them do their thing for 25 minutes or so. Sometimes it takes longer. Allow them to cool, then place them in a container of fresh room temperature water to make sure that they've really been sunk. Now, again, like everybody will tell me, oh, I've been boiling them for you know an hour and they haven't sunk. It's, it's a natural product. Every batch is different. Every one is different. They will always sink. I mean, I've had one or two over the nine years, I think I said I've been working with these now, that absolutely did not sink for whatever reason. If you get one of those, give me a holler. We'll, we'll send you a new one. It's not the end of the world but 99.9% .9 of them will sink when they're boiled and sink fairly quickly too. Like pretty much any woody botanical item out there, these pods will leach a small amount of tannins, lignin, and likely other compounds and organics for a while after you boil them. Not enough to create dark brown water. This is not when I see quote-unquote competitors say, oh, it's, it helps tint the water. Everything that has any of these compounds in it will provide a little tint to the water, but I certainly wouldn't use these 
it's in their water. They're about, you know, functional aesthetics and structural uh, integrity and all that kind of stuff. So traditionally, just so you know, I've, I've recommended soaking these for a day or two in a container of fresh water after boiling to assure that they're fully saturated and have the chance to leach out the bulk of the initial bound up dirt or whatever's inside their tissues. Quite honestly, I've skipped the extra boil of late without any issues, but it's your call. I'm just giving my best practices thing. And they're absolutely useful pods, like apistos and fishes like that will take to them easily. Uh, they'll utilize that cavity as a place to rear and protect clutches of fry, as much as they would exploit such a submerged seed pod in nature. It's pretty cool to see. And that always gets me to this weird thought. Now, we know that these trees are from, you know, are found in the rainforest in the Amazon region. We know that these forest floors flood seasonally, and they're often inhabited by hundreds of species of fishes, which feed off the allochthonous input from the surrounding terrestrial vegetation. We talked about that before. And it begs the question, are Carini anapods found on flooded forest floors and utilized by fishes in the same way that they are in the aquarium for like shelter and stuff? I can't say with 100% certainty, but it seems like a possibility, right? So these could be, ironically, one of the most authentic, and I use the term with air quotes, one of the most authentic botanicals we offer, perhaps filling the exact role in our tanks as they do in their wild habitat. Regardless, these cool botanicals provide form, function, and aesthetics in one neat package. And that's something I think we can all get excited about just like I get really excited about weird stuff. So anyway, thought I'd share with you a little love homage to one of my favorite pods today. And that's something I look forward to doing more often than not. So stay curious, stay educated, stay experimental, stay excited like I am, and and occasionally stay pissed off because it's good for you. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenon Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.